0: All right, everybody, welcome back to a very special post-Hate Week edition of the Troy Boys podcast. I am joined tonight for the first time in three episodes by our friend, the Birdman. Welcome back, Birdman.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be back and be back on here talking about some Trojan football with my homies,
0: man. Well, congrats to you and to uh, the Lady Bird Uh, But we are happy to have you back to the most important, the serious business of Troy Boy's podcast making. (laughs) Fortunately, this evening, uh, we are without the chairman of the board. Uh, The sea bass is uh, he's he is swimming over, uh, you know, to that harbor in L.A. where all of our Christmas gifts are docked right now. Uh, And he's going to see if he can help get those things spread out uh, down here to the Gulf Coast. So we appreciate your service. Sea bass. Uh, fortunately, uh, Bird, I know that you were, uh, you were literally in the air, as birds are like to do, uh, when the battle for the belt was taking place. Uh, the men of Troy come away with a 31 to 24 lead, uh, a win, and uh, obviously I was in the stadium. Such an exciting atmosphere uh, that, that school in Mobile brought um, a ton of their students. Obviously, they're not worried about classes or anything, so they were free to come. Uh, and our student section was was revved up. Uh, the home side was pretty well full. I think about 27,000 people in attendance is what was reported. Um, a great game and a, a really, really exciting finish. Um, let's get started kind of breaking this down. Um, you know, as far as strengths of the game, Bird, I, a bunch of them. Um, you know, I mean, the offensive line continues to improve. Um, I think our running backs continue to impress. Once again, uh, Jamontez Woods, who I fell in love with uh, several games ago, came back and stole my heart once again, like it was, like it was mid-February. Um, I felt like a schoolgirl watching him play again. Um, I thought the defense played very well. Um, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I saw a ton of strengths uh, from this squad in a big rivalry game. Uh, what did you see as far as strengths? I mean,
1: honestly, uh, everything that you said and also like this was a rivalry game. This is a game that even if we had a complete losing record in the season, this is a game that our boys are going to get riled up for. And that's just I mean, that's with any football team. So uh, shout out to the boys for being just going out there and playing ball with these guys. Um, But I think a strength for me that I really noticed, uh, you know, it was hard because like I was in the air and streaming, (laughs) streaming the game was a little rough. Uh, But I did notice from what I got to see and the stats, we had a lot of names putting up stats this week, uh, and they contributed a lot to the big first half lead that we had. Um, And it just kind of reminded me how crucial it is for a good football team that you have different guys making plays every week because like i mean you want the same guys you want your playmakers out there but if you have the same guys they're like oh well this it's no big deal if we're down this guy's gonna he's gonna make sure that we uh we we finish it out strong like it kind of makes it kind of puts some unnecessary pressure on just a few players and causes an unbalanced team dynamic uh so it was just really nice to see some different names getting called for some big plays uh I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but there was a a big interception by KJ Robertson in the game uh, towards the uh, end of the first half, and you know it was a really good, uh, really good pick that really turned some momentum. Uh, But uh, yeah, man, just just seeing just seeing the Troy boys, like the Trojans, get out there, man, and just everybody contribute to that win in some form or fashion was a big strength because that's what you want in a team—you want all your boys to get out there and hustle and grind and make plays where it matters.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, I mean, we were up at 1.31 to 7, um, and and that's what a lot of people are going to talk about. But then we then lost probably the four guys that you would pick as the guys that we just couldn't afford to lose. We lost Gunnar Watson. Uh, we lost Vidal. We lost Luke Whittemore, and we lost Carlton Marshall. Um, so, I mean, what a lot of kind of the media is reporting as, you know, oh, Troy, you know, almost let this slip away i mean a very understaffed troy team in that second half uh, managed to to keep the win uh, even without being able to score any more points um, and those are all guys that are absolutely crucial in either stopping the other team or allowing us to to move our offense forward so i thought there were a lot of strengths um in terms of weaknesses uh bird i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go first uh, because mine is gonna be a bit controversial so bird what what did you see as kind of the weaknesses of the game um well you brought up a good
1: point about how many we lost four very key players uh towards the second half and that was a bit that was a big game changer uh but something that i've noticed in previous games that we've won we have a we have a really hard time maintaining a strong lead now if, like you know for the south alabama game like it was like kind of expected because we lost a lot of key players due to injuries and I mean it was just you know it was sunbelt football you didn't see that coming uh and but I, I think a big thing for me is just maintaining the strong lead like you know and it's a wins win I'm not bad about it we held them boys down uh but it's the same things every week you know having uh, not being able to convert on late downs uh the, you know the right play calling at the right times uh, you know, not giving one side of the ball to, to have enough of a break so the other side can stay out there a little longer. You know, you know, like it, there, there's a lot of things that the Trojans are still needing to work on as far as time management and maintaining momentum throughout the game. Uh, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna uh, fuss at them too much this week because there was a lot that happened in that game. And uh, but I just, I just hope that going into, into the next couple of games that they can really start to dominate on that momentum and those big plays like they did in the first half of the south game.
0: No, I I agree with you. It's, it's it is getting a little tiring. Um, you know, I mean we this is becoming a trend. We go into a game, um we, you know, we build up a lead, um and then it seems like we just fight and fight and fight to hold on to it. Um, you know, and try to try to send our defense out and and stop one more drive in the closing minutes of the game to come away with a win. Um This is not going to be popular bird. So, so feel free, you know, to, uh, you know, delete me off of your Facebook, um, you (laughs) know, once, once this episode goes live. Um, But I got to tell you from being in the stadium, I'm a guy, I I haven't missed a Troy home game. uh, Yeah, I can't tell you in how many years. Um, And, and the vet is the only place that if I, if I could pick to watch a football game, I want to watch a football game in the vet over anywhere else. Um, and the Sound of the South is a huge part of that. Uh, they're a great part of the game day experience. Um, but, but they're also my weakness for this week. Um, and, you know, you called them out uh, in an early, uh, I think, after game one. Um, and, and you got a lot of heat. Um, but I'll tell you, the Sound of the South has developed an annoying habit. And that is, I mean, look, you know, take yourself into the fourth quarter. We're battling with an in-state conference rival, division rival. Um, we're trying to, to keep a hold of a game that a lot of people said we shouldn't win. Um, and, you know, the defense is on the field. We're trying to win the ball game. And the sound of the South decides that this is the perfect time to start we want to do the wave, we want to do the wave. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, how about we want to win the game, we want to win the game. Like, <laughs> you have you have a responsibility. You're the sound of the South. Like, you know what's going on on the field. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. get it together. I'm not asking you to be better. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you to be who you are. You're, you are the marching band on the campus that is home to the Bandmasters Hall of Fame. They didn't just throw a dartboard and happen to hit Troy, Alabama. Like you come from a long line of bands that are clued into football games and in fact help their teams win those football games. And so I'm not asking you to be better. I'm just asking you to be yourselves. Uh, and, and we want to do the wave in the middle of your team trying to come back and win the battle for the belt is not you being yourself. And, and, and so that's it. Obviously, I will accept all hate mail. Um, you know, just be sure to direct it right at me. Um, but that's how I see it. I was in the stadium, I was given my all. My voice is just barely recovered. Um, And so I, I, you know, members of the South, the folks that I went to school with, um, you know, come back to campus. This is about to be homecoming Uh, and and remind these young kids exactly what it is they're doing in that holy spot there in the corner of the bowl. Um, Because that's that's a sacred spot and they have a sacred responsibility. And that's to help the Trojans win. Overall, look, we won. We beat that team in Mobile. Um, I don't care if we win three to two. If we beat those guys, uh, that's always a good day. Uh, and, and now it's an even better—it's an even better day because you have been away for so long. I mean, I've been sitting here recording these podcasts, you know, singing uh, "There Ain't No Sunshine" when he's gone, you know, for you bird. And 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 now I finally get to do something I've been waiting to do, and that's to say. It's time for you, Bird, to get those talons out. Get Get those sand off of them. I know you've been at the beach. I know you've been drinking pina coladas. But get those talons ready. Scrape around and tell everybody who's been waiting all these weeks who was this week's best in the nest. Man, I am so glad to
1: be back this week. Uh, Like I said before, it was it was kind of hard for me to watch the game from the air. But what I did catch was this young man who plays linebacker, number seven from Alabaster, Alabama, KJ Robertson. He was one of these guys. His names his names popped up, and I was like, "Well, you know, we really have." He's been kind of quiet this season. I'm really glad to see somebody out there making a big play against our in-state rival and Joe you were there you know exactly what play I'm talking about he made a huge interception he ran it back for a 32 yard touchdown and that is what extended the lead into a 31 7 Troy lead in that first half and I mean I'm come on like what better way to just stick it to the Jags man like if I was KJ Robertson on Troy's defense and I got to make a Epic play like that on them. My life is complete. A 6'1", 235-pound man from Alabaster, Alabama. Who knows what it's like to live in Alabama and what it's like for the in-state rivalry games here. Like, that, you couldn't ask for anything better. So, I want to give a shout-out to KJ
0: Robertson because, man, you are the best in the net. Man, I love it. And if you haven't seen it yet, anybody listening to this, if you haven't seen it yet, there's a picture, uh, front page of the Troy Messenger, I think yesterday or on Monday, um and it's him on that return uh he is is being led basically by carlton marshall who's providing him blocks down the field um and i mean it's the kind of you know it's i look at that picture every morning all right my alarm goes off i'm like maybe i should hit the snooze button i look at that picture and i'm like no it's time to get going because uh, those are two guys that are you know they're keeping us in games I got the trojan spirit so i'm proud of that uh thank you bird excellent segment uh, congrats to KJ. KJ, I know you you get a lot of uh, credit. You know you do the uh, the uniform reveal videos on Facebook, uh, which we all love. Uh, but now you can stop doing those. You don't have to do them anymore uh, because you have all the recognition you need. You're this week's best in the nest. It's time to move on. Uh, that week is over. We beat uh, beat that team in Mobile. The belt is staying at home. It's time to move on to homecoming. Bird, it's homecoming in the prettiest city in the Wiregrass. Are you excited?
1: Dude, I'm so excited. There is nothing like a good old Troy homecoming week, man. Like, seeing all the posts so far from this week, uh, all the activities going on on campus, like, you you know we're in for a great day on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, as we're recording this, um, they just released the winners of the Tailgate Grillmaster competition. And so – uh, you know for with no personal bias at all um, I just because they won that's the only reason I'm doing this I want to congratulate the young men of Talk cap epsilon for winning the tailgate grill master competition you know and I would have done that no matter who won it this it just happened to be that they won um, but <laughs> but homecoming homecoming is such a special time um, you know I have so many great memories I'm I always love coming back to Troy, but to come back when you know you're going to run into, uh, you know, guys that were there at school with you and and just see your old classmates and have everybody back together again. um, What a beautiful time. Um, So I know we're excited. Um, Unfortunately, somebody else is invited to this party bird, um, and that is the number 25th ranked Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Um, they are eight and one. Their only loss is to Texas, um, and so obviously a very, very, very good squad. Um, so for this week's know your foe, uh, we couldn't find anybody uh, from Lafayette. I don't, I don't have like a, a fax machine in my house or whatever it is they use to communicate. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll tell you a couple guys that we do have to look out for. Um, One is Levi Lewis. Uh, Coach uh, Lindsey talked about him in the press conference this week. Um, Levi Lewis is the real deal, my friend. I mean, everybody makes a a lot of uh, hay over Grayson McCall at Coastal, um, who we put on his back several times. Uh, But Levi Lewis uh, might actually be a better quarterback. Um, He's thrown from us two thousand yards. Um, 12 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Um, He's just a very, very, very good quarterback. And then on the other side of the ball, very similar to us, they have kind of a a sheriff roaming that linebacker position in Lorenzo McCaskill, a junior from Detroit, Michigan. Um, So obviously, if he only has one shot, um, you know, he's not going to drop it. Um, And so, you know, this is a very, very talented team. Uh, but it's also a team, I think, that is not unbeatable. Um, you start to look at Louisiana's wins and losses. Georgia State, a team that's not doing very well, they won by four points. Arkansas State, a team that's that's doing horribly, won by one point. Um, South Alabama, a team that, that we're familiar with, obviously, only beat by two points. Georgia Southern, a team that we beat. Only won by eight points. Uh, Nichols, Nichols State, an, an FCS uh, competitor, only won by a field goal, 27 to 24. Um, so this isn't exactly, you know, uh, Gulliver running through the Lilliputians Village, kicking everything over. Okay. These guys aren't world beaters. Um, so, but here we are. So, so we know what we need to know about Lafayette. We know that Vegas um, has them six and a half point favorites. Most importantly, uh, we know that you and I and the bass all said this was a fins down. We all picked that Louisiana was going to come in and get a win, uh, even during homecoming. So I'm sure uh, Uncle Jack Hawkins is going to write us all a letter and give us four demerits. Uh, How are you feeling now, Birdman? I mean, the season's gone on you know we just went over what they do well we know what we do well um how are you feeling about this game
1: i i kind of got my mixed feelings man uh it's it's a homecoming game and usually usually when you have homecoming you pick a team for your homecoming that is going to be a fairly good game but a winnable one uh I mean, I can't say the same thing for LSU when we beat them in what 2017? But that's another story that we don't have to talk about right now because everybody. That. <laughs> God
0: um, bless you, Blaze Brown. <laughs>
1: um, but I don't know. We, we, Troy has the potential to surprise people when it comes to games like this. I mean, the Raging Cajuns, man, they're, they're six and no in conference play, eight and one overall. All the games that they've, like, they've won five home games, and they've lost one of their four away games. So, I mean, obviously, road games are always a challenge. Uh, but they are on an eight-win streak right now. Uh, and when teams are hot like that, they're not, they're not going to stop. Like, they're going to do everything they can to win a game. And with all of everything that's been uh, surfacing on Troy's radar right now, as far as, like, injuries and the little things that they're not doing right – I think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to stick with my original prediction that this is going to be a loss, but I would be happy, very happy for them to prove me wrong. And as I know you and Bass would be the same. Uh I mean, I don't think they're going to go in there and lay down. I almost feel like this is a game that they could easily look past because they think just cuz it's homecoming. Uh but they're they're a beatable team. I mean, if we look back to the Coastal Carolina game, you know, they're a top 25 team and they beat us, but Almost barely we troy, Troy really beat themselves in that game, and we could we could talk that we could talk about that all day, but I think this is a beatable team, but I think Troy is going to have to overcome the little things once again this week that they have been struggling with all season. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm gonna stick with the fence down on this,, uh, but I would love for them to prove me wrong.
0: Bird,, uh, you've been married, I think now for about eleven days. Um, so I'm gonna say, a phrase that I think you're very used to hearing, uh, Bird. You're an idiot. Okay, um, <laughs> Troy. Troy's gonna win this game. All right. The 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 guy that sounded like me that said Troy wasn't gonna win this game. That guy had no idea what he was talking about. Uh, Troy is poised. Now I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a few uh, a, a few little uh, uh, qualifiers on this. Okay, we need one of two guys back. We need either Gunnar Watson um, to come back from the concussion protocol, or we need Carlton Marshall to be cleared. Um, His injury, uh, the athletic department's being a little less specific about, which makes me think that he's probably likely to come back if it's like a bruise or something like that. If we get one of those guys back, Troy wins. I, I think Troy wins, and I think we win by 10 points um I, this is not a team this louisiana team is not a team that is prepared to face um adversity on the defensive side in particular um you know if they're allowed to kind of run their game they still play close um but if somebody kind of locks them down um they don't do well with that they also need to throw the ball a lot they need to throw the ball um from five to 10 yards. And what that does is it creates a lot of opportunity for our ball hawking defense to get in there and make huge plays. Um, and and all you have to do is make two or three plays um, where you come away with the ball and all of a sudden it's a very different game. Um, so obviously we know that uh, the Gunner and Kamani are in a concussion protocol. We don't really know much about Luke um, and Carlton. Uh, we've heard the first official statement about Reggie Todd. Um, Reggie has been practicing with the team. Reggie was actually on the sidelines for the South Alabama game, um, which leads me to believe that Troy believes um, that his um, uh, legal troubles are going to be kind of dropped here soon. Um, And if that's the case, I mean, if you give me Gunner and Carlton and Reggie Todd, uh, I'd be willing to tell you we're going to win by two touchdowns or more. Um, I, I just I think this is the game. I think Troy beats uh, a ranked Louisiana squad. We become bowl eligible, um, and I spend a beautiful night eating smothered, covered and topped hash browns at the Waffle House on the south side of town. Well, take, I will, that, take that to the bank. <laughs> I will. I will say this,
1: Joe. I really like where your head's at. And I wish Seabass was here so we could hear his opinion about this as well, which he would probably agree with you. One of y'all needs to be positive about this entire about what we're going into. Um, I I think it, I think it's good that there's a little bit of both sides on this. Uh, I, I like I'm just looking at like the mentality of going into this game. It's homecoming. If they win this game, they're both eligible. Like there, I feel like there's a lot riding on this game, and. I feel like the pressure is going to be a big deal, but I do agree with you. Also, if we have some key players, we make some key plays and we capitalize. Like I think, I think Troy has a really good chance. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure about them winning by 10 points, but I do think it's going to be a close game. I'm just worried about capitalizing on that momentum. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that next episode we'll be able to to, uh, have bragging
0: rights. One of the two of us. Oh yeah, no. I want to, I want you to stick with it because I, I want to. I'm gonna. This is the hill you die on, bird. I mean, oh, whether yeah. you <laughs> like it or not. Um, but I mean, look, and and one final message on this game, and that is, let's say we do get Carlton back, but one of my two guys that I think is is an absolute necessity. Um, you know, this podcast was for several weeks um, a Taylor Powell fan podcast. I mean, we all love Taylor. Um, Taylor did not look great in the second half of the game against that school in Mobile. I mean, that's, I mean, it, 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 I forget the numbers Threw for 80 something yards through an interception, um, which really helped to, to, to throw things around. Taylor Powell, you, you have all the references in the world. Your resume looks great. If you walk into this game as the starter, this is your chance. This is it for you. Are you a, Football player, or are you not? Because if you know, the guys obviously they got Gunner in. They know Gunner's hurt. Like they're gonna play for you. Um, can you come out and win this game or can't you? Because if you can't, you know, after the game is over, go on back to Patterson Hall, pack your things up and go back to Fable. Because this this is your one, this is your one shot. Um, and to continue my Detroit references from earlier. Do not miss your chance to blow because this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. So Taylor, Taylor, you need to lose yourself in the moment. Okay. And you need to own it and just never let it go. Um, Because I will be forever done. I will drop off the Taylor train. I will burn my ticket. uh, If he is given the chance to come out and lead this squad and performs as poorly as he did, in the second half of the battle for the belt. He's a better quarterback than that. Um, I know that his legs been bothering him, um, but he needs he needs to get it together. So, obviously, Bird and I have disagreed here, had a little bit of a, a an aerial Bird fight, um, and that's exciting. I'm excited about it. And we will know next time we record, we get the bass back. Um, we'll know who was right and who was wrong. Um, and we'll be able to make fun of Bird for being so wrong and, and start talking about what bowl we're going to go to. <laughs> finally one last little bit of business uh it is time for me to put on my my uh cortex suit and uh put some tape over my eyebrows to protect them and wander in to the wonderful world that is troyfans.com and bring you fine folks this week's troyfans.com hot take of the week yeah
1: Sounds like the steak I was cooking
0: earlier on the grill, man. I'm telling you, yeah, we could blacken some sea bass on that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's no, that's good. We're glad to have that back. Last week, uh, people were missing your editing skills, I can promise you. So this week, I have a a special treat. Um, So, you know, obviously, I'm I'm opening up a younger audience's mind uh, to what a mid-major football team's message board looks like um but troyfans.com is just one animal on the ark okay um every team has its own version of troyfans.com and so today uh i'm going to bring you a special selection from our friends over at jags jungle which is the south alabama version of troyfans.com um and let me tell you folks uh after troy beats south which is common because it happens literally all the time uh the folks over at jags jungle are super salty like uh if they served it to you at a bar you would drink a lot more beer than you thought you would um so what i'm gonna bring you they have the good the bad the ugly troy edition um and a lot of what's being talked about here is uh, Troy taking out their starting quarterback. Um, And and the fact that this is was done intentionally, even though literally in this game, they injured our starting quarterback uh, with an ugly hit. Uh, But what I'm going to bring you is just one little quote from one guy's post. um, And that is the ugly Troy taking out another star player. I'm not saying they did it on purpose. But one time is nothing. Two times is a coincidence. And three times is a trend. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and so, so what I bring to you, um, if you are in the Jags jungle, um, I, this is important. Um, and this will be in the episode notes in case you need it. Um, I think that you should stop listening to this. And I think you should call 334-333-3333. Um, and that's the number to stuart Vance's office um he's a personal injury attorney and it's obvious that troy has hurt you um, <laughs> and you need to figure out how how you can collect damages because you're you're obviously not able to live kind of a full life um after what troy has done to you since 2015 um and, and i i personally i hear you and i'm here for you um, and so you know I, on behalf of all troy fans um to all uh, jags jungle uh participants um you know we we're here for you um and, and we really want to make sure you get the help you deserve um because it's tough going up against uh you know a coach the caliber of chip Lindsay. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Get <laughs> You guys are terrible. Um, d- delete your account. Um, we own the belt. It's ours. It's never going to be yours. Um, and that's just the bottom line. It doesn't matter how bad we get. We're still better than you. And that's the bottom line. Um, Bird, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, get ready. We recapped the battle for the belt. Getting ready for the Louisiana Lafayette game. Do you have any final notes for the fans out there, as they get ready for homecoming this weekend,
1: as always, go Trojans! Let's get out there and let's support the team, and let's let's hope and pray that the guys get out there and they are coming home with a win, coming home
0: with a full eligibility, and just doing the damn thing. Absolutely, yep. I'm uh, half of the Birdman and the Bass. Uh, I am your co-host. Please get down to the vet for homecoming. We want to see everybody there. Get there early, stay late, stand up, get loud, go Trojans. And as always, God bless you, Blaze Brown.